minus 40 seconds. T minus 30 seconds. T minus 20 seconds. Welcome to the Play It By Ear podcast, the podcast where the topics may vary because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiscus and Brady Lining. What are you doing? Some genie swami sort of thing there? <laughs> Great show, great show. Great show. Okay, yeah. quick, very quick. <laughs> Here genie we go. or bewitched? Genie or bewitched? A genie. Genie, yeah. Which Darren, the first Darren or the second Darren? Ironically, they were both dicks. <laughs> yes, they were. Uh, no, no, I'm not even being inappropriate. No, 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 I, I know you are. Sergeant I wasn't meaning York. anything at all. Actually, York and Sergeant in that order. But, yeah. Yes. Dick yeah. Sergeant and Dick York, which can make Sergeant York. There you go. Of World War One. How, How about that? Wow. All right. Little 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 TV to start you out <laughs> on episode 122 of the Play by Your Podcast. Maxwell. Dude, come on. Wasn't me. Is is the referee. Fight the power. Fight the power. The NFL hates the Bengals. Now, I'm not going to say the referees cheated. I'm going to say that. Uh, I might. Well, a little bit. It was it was nefarious. It was very nefarious. Yeah. It smelt of dead fist. <laughs> yes, yes, it did. Right. Savannah, hello. Savannah. Tanya, good evening. Tanya. All right. Hell is Once everybody again, out there? Yeah, got, uh, got some more people out there. If you want to sign in, please sign in. That, that ties into what we talked about last week, one of our game shows in the bracket that we'll go over later that lost in the first round. What's my line? Please sign in. That was their little deal. Please sign in. Anyway. Please sign in. Please sign in. All right. Once again, episode 122 of the Play By Your Podcast. Uh, if you've never been here before, Brady and I have a topic each that we've never talked about prior to tonight, and uh, we'll exhaust said topic, and then we'll move forward. We go in the order that we are on the screen. Brady goes first. I'll go second. Of course, uh, we know what I'm going to do. I'm going to finish up my game show bracket, but uh, um, Brady, Brady's topic is new. 
Tanya, are you watching a Xavier game in person and listening to us? Or are you watching the game at home and listening to us? Uh, I was going to say, if you were at the Xavier game in person, that would be outstanding. And listening to us makes us feel very important. Yes, it does. Mr. Hey, Heron. Hey, Jim. Jim. Howdy, partner. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> the dilatable crystal won't be holding any further, Jim. I can't keep it together. <laughs> nice, Scotty. <laughs> oh, all right. Now for this, now this tomfoolery here. Oh, just hold your, uh, hold on to your hats. Well, just go on to different tomfoolery. Enough of this tomfoolery. There will be many Thomas fooleries. <laughs> um. Okay, so I guarded my topic like a dog with its bone because Eric's like, hey, what are you doing? It's like, well, if I tell you, you'll have too much time to dwell. And I was wanting a more organic, visceral reaction. This is going to be some silliness. We need some silliness in our lives. Yes, we do. So um, I was perusing the interwebs and I, and I came across a Reddit thread. <laughs> it's not even reading the topic. This is going to be fun. If band names were literal, what would be the best or worst concerts to attend? <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, so um, I will just oh, hello, give hello, you howdy. I will just give you um an example that started it right off. And um, fine young cannibals. <laughs> Would you actually go to that concert, though, if they were actually... Uh, they drive me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, I, you know what? That, that's one of those quote-unquote classic songs, and I'm going to be consistent. I didn't like it when it was out. I, I, it, I just found it... You know, I don't know. There's no reason I shouldn't dig it, but I didn't. Well... <laughs> And that it just, ooh, ooh. yeah. I, I, I didn't, I didn't care for that song. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm saying there's one fine young cannibal song I liked a whole lot, and then of course I can't remember the name of it. So I'm gonna look it up, but uh, yeah. Uh, na, na, na. <laughs> so go, um, go, go ahead while I look. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, like I said, we could vary between once again, best or worst on the literal band name. Um, so, um, Megadeth would be apocalyptic. That would not be a good thing. That wouldn't be good for them though. They'd just be killing their fans off all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I'm going to, they have some rendown, but I made a list of my own. Can't now, to, to, well, to play off the positive side, let's take it. The sweet. Hey, you're going the, to a concert. It's sweet. The, okay. So was it, was it sweet or the sweet? Cause I've seen both. I have seen both too. I, I was hoping that there could be. I actually think most of the references I see to it is the sweet. Yeah. But, you know, anyway. Um, By the way, here, that fine young cannibal song, Don't Look Back. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually kind of forgot about that. Baby, baby, don't look back. Yeah. Yeah, that that wasn't bad. I just didn't like... I, I probably... What was it? It'd be like 16 or 17... 17-year-old 17 me was just in a different musical place. Right. And I just... You know, it still doesn't ring real well with me. Um, And I heard it too much. It, it was playing a lot. Um, Watch your step. If you're attending White Snake, White Snake, White Snake, <laughs> um, it's <laughs> oh, no, we we, we got to say why we say it that way. I I don't know if it's ever come up before. I know we went White Snake a lot. Um, we have a dear friend that um was not being funny, but that's how he said it. He would put the emphasis on the wrong syllable, and it would be as, like, as if it. As if it were a question. Yeah, white like white snake. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that, that's legit. Um, okay. Now this one would just be a painful one. Um, flaming lips. Yes. <laughs> Not fun. So, I oh, whose whose lips would be flaming though? Would it be it the doesn't bands? say. Would it be the audience? Mm -hmm. Well, no, it said if it was literal, I'm assuming that the person walking in would have bilabial inferno um they would they would have flaming lips but or it would not all it would also not be pleasant to watch somebody's lips flame correct so um <laughs> um on tour this summer i just saw this a couple days ago now there is Somebody's world. unhappy. I was like, what in the world's going on? Bruno the dog is not happy. What? But anyway, what in, the, what in the tarnation? I'll see what is I'll see what is that. Um, but anyway, um cattle decapitation is going to be doing a summer tour with dark funeral. But cattle are, are, decapitation are, are, are would these be actual, what I avoid. Are these actual bands? Oh yeah. Yes, they are famous in the death metal circle circuit. Cattle decapitation. Yes. Why? Because they want said cattle's heads removed from their bodies. <laughs> no, actually, I think what it's going at, whenever you hear of cattle decapitations, it's usually something alien, like extraterrestrials. Right. So they're right. being spooky and extreme. They're cattle decapitation. Which basically sounds like the Cookie Monster caterwauling over overly loud drums and fuzz. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> there is one that could be disturbing, especially in context with cattle decapitation. They would be going to see the Talking Heads. <laughs> now, aren't we all Talking Heads? We're Talking Heads right now. That's all people can see of us, you know. We're talking that that, that is true, but what if you're experiencing talking heads right now? Yes, but what if what if the talking the cattle decapitation opened up for the talking heads? Totally different context. True, because after old Bossy got her head lopped off, she would be talking. <laughs> uh so, so you're saying this, and I got on my YouTube music, and I'm looking down just my list of things in my library, and I can't find. So, imagine dragons. 
That's one of the ones on the list. So what happens after you imagine them? It's kind of a short show. Imagine yeah. dragons. All right. Well, Goodbye. Of course, most of these songs in this playlist are songs I've played for a tribute show here and there. But so you got you got the surfing bird. By the trash men. So would you have rumpke guys up there on stage? Is that what you Hey, It happens. Um, so since you referenced Imagine Dragons, which got me back to the list that I didn't make, <laughs> kind of a funny one. Um, it said REM would be a snooze fest. <laughs> it would be a dream show. Yes. Um, Rush would only last five seconds. <laughs> what about the Hooters? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. What a band. And I feel bad for them because the the uncouth reference that Hooters now refers to, they were named after the instrument, which kind of looks like a keyboard. It it has a double re. It's a wind instrument. And it sounds like a. It's a good, it's a cool sounding thing. Yeah. Um, But it was called a Hooter and not that kind of Hooter. Right. Um, so Savannah says bare naked ladies. <laughs> that would depend on who is attending the concert. Well, it's a different kind of show. Yes. Um, smash mouth. Avoid that one. Indeed. Well, probably been in some mosh pits was like smash mouth. Right. And speaking of mosh pits, we can't talk about smash mouth. And there's the other end of the spectrum. Um, the butthole surfers. <laughs> so do, is, is that just a euphemism for someone who's not very nice or are the actual are, are, are they are they referring to the orifice um actually i could be totally wrong it seems like i've read it was about jerk surfers you know because the skaters versus surfers southern california culture they were butthole surfers right so they weren't literally surfing buttholes which would ugh. anyway jim says he's in for bare naked ladies <laughs> um <laughs> i mean tears for fears would not be a pleasant concert no especially not the fears part exactly um especially if there was 10,000 maniacs there <laughs> there you go and you know I consider myself somebody that likes to help out other people. So I would be very disturbed because I would want to save her if I went to see Alice in Chains. Correct. Uh, let me see. <laughs> Mike and the Mechanics. Eh, especially if you had a little knocking in your, you know, engine would be a good one. So if something was wrong. Um, Three Dog Night would be a really bad bummer if you were expecting four dogs. <laughs> so that would be a, that'd be a letdown. Um, now you know bio, where that, you know where that name came from. Three Dog Night. I ha- I do not. So in Australia, oh here we go out out, out on the outback. Uh, if it was a Three Dog Night, 
and it was really cold and you needed three dogs around you to keep you warm when you sleep. are you being serious i'm being very serious yes <laughs> i i thought it was a substance or alcohol is like whoo howling it was a three dog night like three people howled at the moon i i did not know that yeah interesting um stormtroopers of death sod definitely would be one to avoid correct and in that death metal grind core kind of genre let's not forget napalm death and cannibal corpse we don't want to mess with those well it just stands to reason i never liked that sort of music anyway so yeah please see cookie monster vocals again (laughs) the babies Oh yeah, that 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 would depend, and if you like children, oh, right. <laughs> I like Jim's comment. Uh, what about Godsmack? Could be the end. Of yeah. you. Yes, unless uh, Tanya, Tanya says disturbed. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, this was not originally on my list, but um, if there was Godsmack, and um. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, Godsmack and uh, what what led up to Godsmack? Oh, that would be the end of you, especially if Godsmack opened up for Deicide. True. That'd be a bad night for everyone. Thirty-eight special. Now, are we referring to the gun? Are we talking about thirty-eight privileged people? I would say the band name's talking about the gun, right? I would say. I would say. Um, let's not forget the killers. Correct. So. So if you had a twin bill of the killers and Megadeth. Ooh. What would that look like? Um, it, it, it would be um, senseless destruction. Blue Oyster Cult. I don't want to see mollusks sing, <laughs> let alone worship. Well, unless people were worshiping a blue oyster. So that 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 leads to, is it one blue oyster giving orders, or is the people just praying to a blue oyster? I don't know. Uh, Howard says, uh, third eye blind. That could be so an what, interesting one. So, so what about that? What, what, what is that name? Where does that come from? Um, you know, how about the whole, I, I think, you know, the karma, the whole, um, where you have your third eye, your spiritual eye. So they're saying that probably like your spiritual, eye, like your blind metaphysical third eye. Yeah. 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 <laughs> not not the little not the literal <laughs> one, <laughs> but, but <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I I did not I, I thought we would probably ought to. Moving anyhow, forward. um, I I like this one, tame impala. That'd be cool because you get to pet an impala. <laughs> uh, so an impala. Mm-hmm. That's what the only thing I've heard an impala is like a car i mean I've, yes and it's named because it, it's a fast gazelle yeah, yeah, uh, an impala. Right, yeah right right but you never hear about them no 
Tame Impala is pretty cool. They're kind of trippy and jammy, but they've got some moments. I, I'm not opposed to Tame Impala. But, but I mean, you'd never actually hear about actual Impalas. That's true. I mean, you hear about gazelles, like you said, or yeah, or Springboks. <laughs> the the comment that I cannot claim for myself, but one of the uh, posters, um, at least you could get a suit hastily made at the Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> um. Hey, sorry, I just read Howard's comment. We probably have... Yep, Steely Dan. Intense CC. We're going to leave those alone. Um, I think 10 CC has an old wives' tale. Oh, is it? Yeah. I, what, what people say that name means is an old wives' tale. That's what I've heard. Metallica. So what would that be? Like a bunch of metal robots up there or something. Yeah, possibly. That's um Yeah, yeah Tanya mentions Megadeth again. Yeah. But uh Megadeth, wasn't it D E T H? No A. Yeah. Um, here's a little trivia that um Megadeth was actually a terminology meaning, you know, how many millions of people would die during a nuclear holocaust. Right. And that was the original name chosen by Pink Floyd. They were going to be Megadeth, yes. Hmm. I would say Megadeth is much more Megadeth than Pink Floyd is. Yes, yes. Um, let's see. One of the other ones, um, depending on how you like your vegetables, corn. If you had corn and the black-eyed peas on the same venue, then you have a variable plethora of vegetables. Gearn. Gearn. <laughs> 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 Garen. Speaking of Garen and that reference, we have an announcement later. We do. So um all right. Um Jimmy Eat World. Yeah. Not so, good. Start oh man. Cher cherry popping daddies. Oh. <laughs> eh. <laughs> Def Leopard. So you have a bunch of uh disabled big cats. <laughs> that could be dangerous. That that could be. Um especially if they were in the same cage with a white lion. <laughs> um right. Now um I, I don't know if Bill DeHess still listens in occasionally, but one of his favorite bands. And like if you like Newgrass, they're very talented. It's kind of a punk rock newgrass kind of thing. But um, they were called Diarrhea Planet. <laughs> and, and they were serious musicians. They said they were just trying to think of the most immature, juvenile, funny name. And that's what they came up with. Don't you put yourself behind the eight ball if you choose that as your name. I mean. I mean, that's a lot to overcome. Th th that is. That is. Maybe they I, just were challenging themselves or something. I think, but like I said, you know, uh, I'm, it's not, I don't hate, hate it. I, I've listened to like some of the new grass genre and they're, they're entertaining. They're not bad at all. If you could imagine what defines new grass, if you could think of a bluegrass sound and musicianship without the, um, Appalachian 
subject matter, you know? I think bluegrass is repellent. That's what I think. That, hey, here's a little fact, man. I, I can spend a lot of different kind of music styles on my guitar. Can't do bluegrass to save my life. I do not have that soul in me. Can't do it. Because most of it requires no pick, and I struggle with that. So, you know. Picking and grinning. Yeah. You know, I can think of Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I'm a man of some sorrow. You know, the... But 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 there is a lot of bluegrass. Seriously, that gosh, it's dark, man. Yeah, it can be argued that bluegrass was early American goth. True. So, um, let's not forget Panic at the Disco. Yes. Um, some other ones on my list. Um, the Cramps, never good. Can't say I've heard of the Cramps. What, um, what, what kind of music do they sing? Um, post-punk, like they were a Southern California. Um, there was like a bunch of it, like the Cramps, the Germs, the Black Flag, uh, a lot of those like late 70s, early 80s, the Dead Kennedys, that same, uh, yeah. hard, to, hard to define exactly. Yeah. Um, I like Depeche Mode. But there was a band called KMFDM. What and, what is a Depeche Mode? Well, the Depeche Mode. I, I don't know what that is, but KMFDM stood for Kill Mother Crudding Depeche Mode, <laughs> and that so they were just called KM KMFDM, and I never knew what that meant until that. Like, obviously, they couldn't put that on the on the uh, headline thing on the marquee so it just became kmfdm all right so i'm i'm now really intrigued because my my search was depeche mode meaning in english uh-huh and i get this return it says your current safe search setting filters out results that might return adult content now, well now I'm i know truly, truly truly intrigued now I think I, 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 and I'm really not pesh is the French word for peach. I really think it is. So if you could come up with an answer, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. yeah you think what I'm thinking now? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you think what I'm thinking. Now. Were we correct? I don't know. I can't get anything to um, come, come up in the search. Uh, Maybe I need to try a different engine. <laughs> she said, um, <laughs> there was, uh, oh, dangerous toys. Yeah. Uh, the see. hives. We got, we got, uh, Brady, you just, you just were frozen right there. You went, ha! ha! <laughs> Locally, we have naked karate girls. Oh. A double bill of Naked Karate Girls and Five Finger Death Punch, according to Howard. There we go. Band-Aid. <laughs> so you have some uh, Band-Aids up on stage. Drowning Pool, according to Savannah. Jim, you'd be flirting with disaster if you saw my... <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. Let's see what you did there. 
Bad English. Bad company. I, I hear bad English every day. I probably exercise <laughs> bad English every day. Oh, I thought you meant that John Waite was following you around. Well. Until he sees you smile. <laughs> um, let's see. I don't know if you heard me say the hives. Yeah. Uh, that would not tick, tick, boom. Um, the cranberries, because I don't like cranberries. It was literal. All right, here we go. Uh-oh. Depeche Mode, the real origin of the band's name. Uh, purely a translation from the French for fast fashion. Well, interesting. Well so done. De so Depeche Mode means fashion news or fashion update. And they were kind of like in the head of the curve, the synth pop. I get it. I get it. Uh, Depeche Mode is named after the magazine, and that name roughly translates as fashion news. So I guess there's a Depeche Mode magazine in France. Well, so there I wonder you how they got away with that. I don't know. I wonder why my search engine said that was adult content. Well, I mean, yeah, because certainly you're not qualified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry um Gar garage i almost wonder if she means garbage yeah i could be shirley garbage. manson smashing pumpkins 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 <laughs> <laughs> smashing them pumpkins pumpkin smashing good time actually um, that'd, that'd probably be a good show pumpkin smashing yeah papa roach because if you know he was hanging out, the siblings and the wife would be around too. <laughs> and the 10 million ch children. The chitlins. Children. Baby Roach is um, suicidal tendencies that got dark. Uh, yeah. Um, Neil Young. Um, <laughs> that's, that's just bad music. <laughs> yeah. Um. No offense to anyone who might be a Neil Young fan. Yeah, that that's one I never got. I Yeah, yeah, I still don't. I still don't. Rock in the free world, eh, maybe okay. Okay, what about uh between Neil Young and Bob Dylan? That's a rough choice. That is a rough choice. Um odious to the ears. I mean, one could argue they have good writing, but I they're ponces. I would think Neil I almost think Neil Young is poncier than Bob Dylan. All right. Neil Young or David Crosby. I'll take David Crosby because he does have a beautiful voice. And he True. was in the birds. True. Uh Savannah says the Beatles. The Beatles on that same, on that same note. Uh Tanya says both Bob Dylan and Neil Young. Oh, she's a fan. Yeah, because the people that love Neil Young really love Neil Young. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't subscribe to that. Uh, now we could go to this, these up. Uh, the most mediocre, um, the most mediocre show ever, Kansas. Easy now. No, 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 no. If it's literal, it's flat. Right. It's right. got wheat. <laughs> Wheat. 
<laughs> so wheat and gearn. <laughs> <laughs> cream of wheat with hominy gearn. <laughs> Amen, Howard. Between Dylan and Young, I'll take an ice pick to the ears. And truth. Yeah, yeah, I know that's going to make that's an unpopular opinion in many parts, but uh, so what would a literal extreme concert be? What, what would that well, look like? I guess that would depend on the person. <laughs> you know what I think it looks like? What? I think it just looks like those guys being up there doing everything. You know, this big, like, hey, yeah, what is that? Extreme. <laughs> yeah. You see that glass? I'm going to jump over it. Whoa, give me a Mountain Dew. Yeah, brah. You know, that kind of thing. Two and a half hours of that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was always our friend Doug's pet peeve. You throw extreme in front of it, that doesn't mean you shout and act like an immature frat boy. So now people are going to be listening to this on audio and just be like, what the? Yeah, they're going to be so jumping. I so, so, <laughs> start screaming, what the? That, that, that's going to come, that, there's going to be a special episode for if we ever get Patreon subscribers and go that route. We'll have the extreme edition of Play By Ear. Hey, it's Brady. And this is Eric. We're going to be funny. Ha! Nice. <laughs> That probably wouldn't be well received. Eric is going to drive 90 miles an hour down 32, and I'm going to broadcast beside him. Extreme! <laughs> Brought to Sunday, you by Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> My throat's going to hurt tomorrow. <laughs> That's how extreme we are. Um, color me bad. <laughs> I can just see, like, here comes somebody with this big old horse leg size crayon. What are you doing? I'm coloring you bad. So, now wait, wait a minute. Would would that be a particular color, or would that just be bad artistic work with the crayon? Or have or in some flamboyant circles, will color me surprise while they're coloring you bad. <laughs> like I'm not good. I'm bad. So color me bad. And I also can't spell because I made it with two D's. There you go. Maybe we should do that with band names, a mashup. Grateful Dead or Alive. <laughs> like a Wheel of Fortune topic. Cate category. Category, talking, yeah. Talking about two different genres. That is true. Oh, man. <laughs> um, Let's see. What else do I got on my list? What is, um, a, what is a chili whack? What would that look like? Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, <laughs> so here, here, here's a, here's a good, here's a, <laughs> here's a good twin bill. The blue man group and the Indigo girls. <laughs> and neither would be interested in what the other was doing. <laughs> that is um, correct. uh, Oh, Kansas and Toto, nice. That is nice. I like both of them. Um, so much like Asia, I guess it depends on what part you're going to. Are we going to Tokyo? 
or are we going to Laos? You know, <laughs> Laos, Laos, <laughs> Europe, <laughs> Europe. Uh, are we going to you know um, London or Paris, or are we going to Liechtenstein? You know, <laughs> Liechtenstein. Uh, Liechtenstein was uh, in one of my trivia questions the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. So besides Liechtenstein, what other two, or name one of the two European nations that is 80% consumed by the Alps? Switzerland. Yes. You know the other one? Consumed by the Alps. Um, it's not Italy. Would it? Oh, would it be Andorra? Nope. What's the other one? Austria. Ah, there we go. I should have known that. I'm a failure. Uh, Howard, Europe to Berlin. Yes. Ooh. Correct. Yes. Very good. Um. So let's see where are we at in time. I say, wow, that went uh, longer. Ah. I want to do something really silly, just real quick. Let me make sure I haven't left any good ones off the list. Um, I think I hit most of them. Um, I think, oh, counting crows would be kind of dull. There's Definitely. one. <laughs> or black <There's> crows. <laughs> if it was dark, it'd be hard to be counting crows if they were black crows. Um. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, dude. Um, flock of seagulls would kind of like conjure up a very Alfred Hitchcock kind of thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, meatloaf. If you were a vegetarian, it could be disturbing. Or if you didn't like meatloaf. Or if you were Todd, you would prefer a crazy meatloaf. True. Which would be a d totally different kind of show. Yes. Why is meatloaf in a G-string with a banjo? It's crazy meatloaf. Crazy. It's crazy. It's extreme. <laughs> <laughs> crazy meatloaf. <laughs> um, ooh. I tried to keep it. Um, uh, the sex pistols. Yeah. Well, what does that look like? I don't know. Um, it's interesting that you bring up Blue Man Group because one would have to investigate why they're blue. Are they from Troublesome Creek? Are they having uh, respiratory problems? Well, I mean, you know of the blue people from Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. I was just telling my my ninth graders about that last week. They didn't believe me. It's like, oh, pox. I said it was literally on the second page of our biology books in that very same Eastern High School. Yeah. So watched a documentary in a college class about it. There we go. But <laughs> okay, I've got th th this is going down a rabbit hole. All right. And then I'm going to turn the topic over to you. But okay. I had a student say something so funny last week that I was wheezing. And, okay, so somehow something 
they were talking about, oh, okay, I know it was. I was teasing them about um, this, this student had a book. And um, the title of the book was something like Turtles All the Way Down. And she had this, and I said, and I would always ask ask them, like, well, have they made it down yet? And um, you know, I was remarking on the cover, and um, it's like it came up about like, like those books that's on say like a Kroger and places like that. They're like Amish romance novels, where where, where they, I, I'm where there there's like pictures of Amish. There's stories of Amish life. Okay. And. My I, I mother know, used to read those. I mean, I, I don't know why I'm so surprised by that. I mean, why wouldn't there be Amish romance? Well, I don't want to say, I don't want to say that it's flat out romance novels, like straight up Harlequin, but that's where, but it was about the Amish lifestyle. But they always had these pictures of these way too attractive Amish women. And, you know, these like, you know, the, the the these ripped and cut Jebediah is turning butter and Rebecca sees the glistening sweat of his brow. But anyway, but like um, <laughs> after a chance meeting at the quilting bee, their lives will never be the same. But um, oh. but she said or this student said something, and it's like. I've seen those books. Uh, what on earth would they say? It's like, oh, he saw her ankle. <laughs> and I busted out laughing uncontrollably. I should not have. But much about I couldn't help it. It was literally one of the funniest things I've I heard in a long time off the cuff. That that's that's ingenious. It it was. It was impressive. And like I said, I was laughing so hard that I was embarrassed because, like, I was uncontrollably guffawing. And and were all the rest of the kids looking at you like, "What are you?" Well, well, this? luckily, luckily, it was like literally thirty seconds before the dismissal bell for the day rang, so it kind of saved me. <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm all right, just go, just go." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah 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 you need to get points for that oh yeah and, and like um but but then i, I got mean, to thinking i mean when Go i ahead. taught when i taught if a kid made me laugh i mean that's that's that that's passable i mean that's you have to say something pretty bad if you made me laugh i mean it would have to be something i couldn't laugh at you know that I, yeah yeah you can laugh at that that's funny oh gosh yeah and then, like i said then i all i could think about is what these scenes would look like as he removed, as he took off his linen cloth shirt because the barn raising on a sultry day was making him sweat. <laughs> the odor of fresh shoe fly pie wafted <laughs> to the field <laughs> as he was sickling down the wheat and separating the chaff. Is that what they call it? I don't know. <laughs> it sounds good to me. It's what I think of, you know. <laughs> okay, uh, now I'm stealing this, but in context, it's funny. So I'm making it my own. Okay. So then when it gets to the exciting part, you know, there's always got to be like a conflict or something. So there would have to be a part where it go clippity-clop, bang, clippity-clop, bang, duck! They're coming by for a drive-by. And, you know, <laughs> like... <laughs> 
Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. All right. Uh, Howard had a few more comments. Hitchcock would be the birds. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, does the Blue Man Group have Blue Oyster Cult? Good point. And are Amish romance novels only read by candlelight? That, you know. That's a prerequisite, right? That is a prerequisite. All right. Do we do we exhaust that? that exhaust oh, I think it? we flogged it completely, but it was enjoyable uh, fluffery. Sure. Visit our website, www.playitbyearpodcast.com, and you can find out about our show, and you can buy a T-shirt. Click on the uh, store menu or store link at the menu at the top of the page. That will take you to... Uh, Another page where you scroll down to the bottom, click on the picture of the T-shirt, and it will take you to buymeacoffee.com, which is our uh, crowdsourcing website. And you can get the softest T-shirt you ever owned. It is soft. Soft. As it caresses me. It is a fine T-shirt. Like I said, we've said this before. I, I'm just not hawking our wares. Like when I got the shirt, I'm like, gone. This is the most comfortable shirt ever. It's like you wanted to take and go, ooh. As you purr. Uh. <laughs> ooh, Eric's getting naughty over there. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Jim says Led Zeppelin wouldn't go over well. I'd say Led Zeppelin would not even get up in the air, would take it? Take flight. Yes, take flight. Plus, yeah, lead poisoning these days. It's right? toxic. <laughs> Much like Freddie yes. Mercury. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, on to me now. So we have part two. One moment, Eric. I'm just doing another teaser. Please make sure you hang in for the whole episode because we have an announcement. Continue. Are, are you are you saying people are going to leave? No, of course you, not. You, you say it before my topic, as in my topic sucks and people are going to leave. No, no. You remember how TV shows were. Don't be. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with a big, you know, it's just the teaser. I got you. I got you. Teaser. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie or the car? Car. Car. Debbie. Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> moments like these dear yet. audience <laughs> don't even try um I saw it on tv the other night oh really yeah this is talking to for those of you who don't know what we're i don't know what you call what we're doing but uh the movie bachelor party <laughs> when when the, the the foil tells tom hanks cole he goes i will give you my new porsche for your fiance. I don't know. Debbie, the car. Debbie, the car. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of those guys talk with you. Hey, which one gets better mileage? <laughs> <laughs> Another movie that can Rigger to me for a tune up. That's <laughs> the mechanic yeah. guy said. Uh, another movie could not be remade today. Oh, no. Uh, that would be a negatory, Howard. There is no split second with Tom Kennedy in this particular group. Sorry to say. Good show. I I, I, I uh, respect Tom Kennedy's hosting abilities. Um, 
Tom Kennedy had a brother who was also a game show host by the name of Jack Nars. So, uh, <laughs> look at Brady's face. <laughs> How do you Nars. go from Tom Kennedy to Jack? What is it? Nars. Oh, I thought you said Mars. Like Jack Mars. Like that's not made up at all. Wait a minute. How could there be a Kennedy and a Nars? I, I don't know. And they're fraternal? Stage name, I'm sure. No, Why they're would not. you choose they're, Nars? They're, they're, they're not twins. They're brothers. I think Nars was their actual name. I think Tom Kennedy's name was the one that was <laughs> the stage name. Well, I mean, you never you never know because like Engelbert Humperdinck wasn't his real name. He chose that. I rest my case. Well, I mean, it does uh, does set you out from the group, doesn't it? <laughs> so yeah, Tom Kennedy's birth name was James Edward Nars. So there you go. There we go. All right. So <laughs> to uh, recap our bracket quickly. Uh, yes. Uh, Pete, Peter Tamarkin, God rest his soul. And uh, yes, Wink Martindale, outstanding. There was no tic tac doe in this uh, particular bracket. <laughs> tic tac duff. <laughs> All right, so uh, you see uh, our bracket here, just recapping very quickly. And uh, let me. All right. There we go. That's better. All right, so uh, match game, the gong show, match game, the one seed came out victorious there. Uh, the $10,000 pyramid and uh, other iterations. Uh, this says $10,000, the eight seed beat the nine seed concentration. Uh, Hollywood Squares, the four seed beat You Bet Your Life, and the 13 seed. Five seed was uh, upset by the 12, which, you know, I, I don't know if they put this together like that, but they always talk about the 5-12 matchups in the NCAA tournament, that that's, that's the one that's always ripe for upset. Yeah. That's what happened here. Pressure luck, the 12 seed comes out and, and beats once no more Uh Jeopardy, the two seed over the Yokers Wild. Which uh, me, me and Brady were voting the Yokers Wild on that, but uh, audience outvoted us. Uh, family Feud, the seven seed over the ten seed Newlywed Game. I was much more uh, respectful of the Newlywed Game than Brady was. Newlywed Game was funny, even <laughs> even even as a child, it was funny to me. Uh, old people talking—that's all I saw. <laughs> they were visiting uh, on set visiting <laughs> so at what point in your life do you become old enough to visit i'm gonna we're, we're just visiting uh, you become old enough to visit when somebody else is inconvenienced or bored in the process <laughs> you're being held against your will and visiting is just a euphemism you're gonna sit there and shut up while i converse <laughs> is that what it is because it so. seems like visiting is a two-way street it can't be one-sided <laughs> Right? Yeah. Right. Uh, 14-seed Wheel of Fortune, which I thought was grossly underseeded, uh, defeats the 3-seed Password. The password is. <laughs> and 6-seed uh, uh, The Price is Priced <laughs> over, over the 11-seed to tell the truth. And that's where we stand. Uh, Brady does a genius <laughs> definition for visiting. I, I thought that was well <laughs> done, too, right off the top of his head. 
All right. Oh, I've experienced it. I love my mother, but whenever it's like, we're going to be visiting for a while, it'd be punctuated with a major eye roll and on my part because I knew it wasn't going to be good. <laughs> I was going to say, was there a worse thing to hear oh. as a seven-year-old than we'll be visiting for a while? I have Star Wars oh. figures to play with. I have bikes to ride, wiffle ball to play, and some Looney Tunes to watch. It was killed by visiting. See, because here's the thing. If you're visiting, you're visiting an old person. And they don't have anything fun to do. No. If you're a seven-year-old. So, yeah, we'll be visiting for a while. That's not good. Not good at all. I got some games to entertain you. There's some backgammon right there in the corner. I'm kidding, guy. (laughs) Oh, that that was was a lupine diversion, wasn't it? (laughs) It was. All right, so back, we're in the semifinals here, or the quarterfinals, I should say, of our bracket, our classic TV game show tournament bracket. Uh, As always, we invite votes from the audience. Uh, High vote wins, basically. So we have the one-seed match game versus the eight-seed $10,000 pyramid or whatever iteration of the pyramid you'd like to put in that particular slot. Brady, I'll let you go first here. Match gain versus the pyramid. Yes. I am going to say that pyramid is a much truer game because it's a skill. Somebody has to figure something out that is set on, you know, it's there. Match game is was much more open to interpretation and there there was fudge room. Sometimes you were just at the whims of the person, you know, that was given the answer. You know what I mean? Right. So even though I am much more, I, I was very entertained in my match game, I'm going pyramid. Okay. All right, so I'm, I'm going to qualify my thoughts on match game. And I think I've probably said this on this show before a few times. The match game of the 70s, and I'm talking basically 75 through 77-ish, was just lightning in a bottle because it was, it was personality-driven, it was the banter of those celebrities or quasi-celebrities on the match game was could, could not be beaten by anything. So, yes, it was not contingent on the game. And you're correct, Brady. Matter of fact, I think even Gene Rayburn said match game as a game itself is not a very good game. It's yeah. about people. Yeah. Um, so I guess it, as when we ever we do these brackets, it's about how you interpret what should win in this particular case? Is it the best game or is it the best show? Really? I cannot vote against match game, even though I, I do like the pyramid a lot. Uh, my favorite part of the pyramid is the winner circle. I, I think that's the best part of it. Yeah. But 70s match game, I cannot vote against. It's <laughs> outstanding. And they tried to do match game again several different times. Well, and they, they couldn't 
but I will say the uh, Alec Baldwin version that was just on, which I don't mm-hmm. think is on anymore, but recently on, came the closest to replicating the 70s match game. They had the same theme song, sort of, yeah. uh, the same banner between the celebrities, although they didn't have the uh, innuendo that uh, the 70s had. They just sometimes came out and said things, which I, I mean, don't think is, I don't think that's funny, but. Yeah, I mean, Alec Baldwin only had one shot to make it work. Ben. Ha! <laughs> I see what you did. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Too soon. Too, Too soon. soon. Sorry. So my vote is match game. Your vote is pyramid. Yeah. Savannah votes match game. Tanya votes pyramid. Miss Wilson so votes funny. pyramid. Howard votes match game. You can't beat Fanny Flag's buzzooms and her snappy repartee. Love that word, repartee. Jim, match game. I, I think that got match game over the line. Yeah, did you get match game over the line? So, unless someone else wants to vote, we we do have more people in the room. If someone else would like to vote, I Come will. On. Now, what's better than... um? Zebediah turning butter. It was a night at the Quiltic Bee. Things you find in an Amish romance novel. Ding! <laughs> right. Uh, Sarah so showed her ankle. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So uh, we'll put match game in as the winner of that matchup. <laughs> All right. Next matchup in the quarterfinals. Number four, Hollywood Squares versus number 12, Pressure oh. Luck. You're asking the wrong person this one because a I was not a Hollywood Squares mega fan, but I loved Pressure Luck. So yeah. for me, it's Pressure Luck hands down, no whammies. I think Hollywood Squares. Um, same sort of thing as Match Game as far as being very personality driven. Uh, Hollywood Squares was a better game than Match Game. Pressure luck, I guess there is some knowledge involved because they do ask trivia questions. Yeah. Although, probably, if you were to put all game shows together and pick the easiest trivia questions you could find, I think they were on pressure luck. Yeah, because your knowledge was not the entertainment factor. It was hitting the thing. It was about right. that. They wanted you to get spins. That was that was what made the show go. So the the questions had to be easy. True or false, it's okay to pour sulfuric acid on your nostrils. <laughs> false. And it's time to press your luck. Uh, but but you remember, the first person to buzz in and get it right got three spins, but the other people, even if they guessed right, only got one spin. Yeah. So that was that. All right. Uh, my vote... And again, Hollywood Squares, I like Hollywood Squares, but I I think I would have to go with Pressure Luck with this. Uh, Much like you, I was a big Pressure Luck fan. Now, Peter Tamarkin hosted Pressure Luck originally. He hosted a game show before that, which lasted um, eight or ten weeks, called Hitman. And And I only know this because I walked home for lunch. (laughs) <laughs> and that's what I watched when I walked home for lunch for those eight weeks was Hitman. 
Right. Okay. Eric, was Hitman the one that had like life-size cutouts of villains? There was a, uh, there was like a video they played and it was kind of, there were questions based upon the video you watched. And then like the Hitman was this little character. Okay. Okay. I can't remember exactly what how the game was played, but uh, what what was the one that had like the executioner in the hood, in the black hood? Oh no, that was uh oh I forget. As soon as you say it, I'll know it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It was yeah, a, it was a game. It was a game show network game. Yeah, I can't remember what. It was. Oh no, no, I remember watching this as a Ute. Oh, I think about that one. Yeah, we'll have to think about that one. Okay. Anyway, press your luck, Hitman's probably was best famous for most famous for you know they had a little tag in the show sometimes if you want tickets to blah 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 send a self-addressed stamp envelope to so the last episode of hitman the announcer was i believe it was johnny olsen or jay gilbert one of the two i don't know but he said if you'd like tickets to press your luck because they already knew it had been canceled forget it <laughs> that was kind of humorous yeah anyway so uh my vote is press your luck. Good deal. I think uh hold on. I was starting up here with Tanya, press your luck. Savannah Hollywood Squares. Miss Wilson, press your luck. Howard Squares a la Hollywood. Once again, the stars made the show. Oh, Charlie man. Weaver. Cliff Arquette was a hoot, as was Paul Lind. I don't know. Why. <laughs> Uh, Dennis, welcome, Dennis. Hollywood Squares. Oh. Jim says Hollywood Squares. <laughs> as soon as you say it, I'll know it. Really, Brady? <laughs> hey. <laughs> you probably would, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> well, You now, know what I mean. All right. So it looks like Pressure Luck had four votes, and Hollywood Squares had, what, one, two, three, four, five. Well, I think it's a tie. Is that oh. right? So, uh, so do we, uh, the host win, right? In that particular instance, the host break the tie. Uh, I think the host break the tie. Since, since we both voted pressure luck. So, so we will take the benevolent dictatorship role. Type in pressure luck. There we go. All right, moving on to the other side of the bracket, quarterfinal, Jeopardy versus Feud. Brady? All right. I preferred the Joker's Wild over Jeopardy, but Family Feud amuses me, but it's kind of herky-jerky. There's sometimes a little bit too much talk. I want them to shut up and play the game. I don't care what they do in their spare time. You know what I mean? There's those. So, and and I'm, I'm being overly nitpicky because they're two solid shows, but I'm going to go Jeopardy. Okay. Um, If I want funny entertainment, which I, but Jeopardy as a viewer pushes me because I'm not good at much, but I'm good at mindless trivia sometimes. Right. And it challenges me as a, where, Family Feud, I think sometimes their answers are ridiculous. Name things that you will find on the subway. Pastrami. Ding! 
and then something very obvious like you know a turnstile yeah won't be on there so yeah but uh, these two games couldn't be more opposite oh very opposite i mean jeopardy is all about knowing things and feud is all about knowing what people might say yeah the temperature of the room kind of thing right um again you have to figure how am i interpreting this bracket am i interpreting it as a good game or am i interpreting it as a good show i would say even though i i dearly dearly love jeopardy i think the feud is the better show so that's kind of i totally kinda, Kind of yeah. the way I lean. Kind of the way I lean on this. Yeah. So my my votes for the feud. Okay, I, I'm going to split with my esteemed host. I think I'm going to go Jeopardy on this one. Okay. So our votes are split. Savannah says feud. Dennis says Jeopardy. Howard says Jeopardy pulls to my cerebral side. Feud yanks my infantile sense of humor, so I abstain. So Howard, no vote. Jim says Jeopardy. Tanya says Feud. So where does that put us? Oh, man. Um, One, two, three votes for Feud, because I voted for Feud. One, two, three votes for Jeopardy. (laughs) And I voted for Jeopardy. Right. So the host can't break this one because we voted differently. So, Howard, we're going to have to put your... um, your, your 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 testicles to the bandsaw here, and Howard, Howard, you have to break the tie here. Yeah, Jeopardy or feud? Got to be you, man. No pressure. Yeah, right. He he's now now he's going to leave the room. Okay, tiebreaker, feud for production quality. So okay. feud it is. I'm not upset about this one because it, it's a tough choice, and it really would depend on. <laughs> the intellectual <laughs> Miss Wilson Wowzers. Did she say? She said the intellectual in me votes Jeopardy. The feud brings out the hillbilly. Jeopardy wins. <laughs> Sorry, hillbilly. <laughs> I, I it, oh, it, it's tough. It it's kind of a mood thing. Well, now wait a minute. Did that did that oh. break the tie though? We did put Howard on the spot. If Howard didn't want to be put on the spot, but we did put him on the spot, and he cast his lot. So, so therefore, Miss Wilson cast her lot, and we are back at a tie. <laughs> yes. So, does that mean the uh, higher seed would would win, which would be Jeopardy? I honestly, I think to be fair, I, I think feud goes on. Because I think the people that, oh, John says feud. There we go. All right, John. John cast the vote. John says feud. All right. So that feud it is. All right. Okay, here we go. Uh, last quarterfinal. Wheel of, of fortune. fortune versus the price is priced. <laughs> From the Flintstones. Flintstones, yes. Brady. Um, gosh. 
All right. Now, I'm not intentionally trying to filibuster into a long answer. But here we go. If I only have a half an hour of downtime, definitely Wheel of Fortune. But if time is no issue, the price is priced as an hour-long episode. Yes. I prefer the price is right. But how much time I have helps me, you know, decide. Also, I have watched Price is Right episodes where some of my some of the games chosen sometimes aren't my favorites. Um, the yodeling dude and Plinko can only be on so many times, and you're just left with the which one costs more, you know, <laughs> higher or lower. Um, so, um, this is tough. And I think what makes me lean Wheel of Fortune is a concise beginning and end. And the price is right has that person that we discussed this last week that should be should be beaten with the bar of soap in a sack and deported for saying one dollar. <laughs> it's strategy. No, it's annoying. Has to sack. Like, like you, you need, you need to do your skills, your pricing skills. Did you just say have some sack? Is that what oh, you just? Well, I'm said? sorry, I did, didn't I? I, I, I apologize. I'm ta- I'm talking about the kind, the pay, the like, like the plastic ones you get at dollar store. That's what I'm referring to. So, um. The kind you'd put groceries in, right? The kind you put groceries in. That you would guess the price of. So you need to put your skills in that sack <laughs> and carry it to the game and put a numeric value down that just doesn't get lazy. Well, I can't decide, so I'm going to say $1. <laughs> that was the worst cover I've ever heard, Brittany. <laughs> it was genius. Thank you. Uh Miss <laughs> Wilson's cracking me up tonight. So you say wheel. I say wheel. But it's hard because I love both of them. I love both of them. So I have to nitpick and get my dander up about something because it's hard to choose the merits. So I have to look at the demerits. Um, yeah, I'm going wheel. Okay. I have been in the audience of The Price is Right twice. The Price is Right is an institution. It is. Um, Wheel is somewhat of an institution as well. Um, I will say Barker era Price is Right is the institution. I just correct never have been able to get with Drew Carey. Just, just can't do it. He does good, but he's just not Bob Barker. No, he's not Bob Barker. Who Bob, is? Bob had, like, for lack of a better phrase here, Drew kind of gets down in the dirt with the contestants. Bob had this air about him. He was above it, but he wasn't so far above it. He was, like... Arrogant. Right. Yeah. He was he, the host. He, he was presiding. He was presiding. Yes. You only got close to Bob if you were a Samoan lady. <laughs> Not that he wanted that. Correct. 
Um, so with all that being said, and again, going back to how do I interpret this? Do I interpret the best game or the best show? I think the price is right is the perfect combination of both. Mm-hmm. A great game and a great show. Because anytime you put people up there that ha- have no idea that they're going to be called... I mean, Jeopardy is like, you know, these people have taken tests and quizzes. They're, they're, they're smart. They've been, the, yeah. the, the weed has been separated from the chaff by Zabadaya. Right. As a matter of fact, none of the games in any of this tournament pick people out of the audience that they don't know they're going to be picked. So there's right. that. So for that reason, I say the price is right. That That's some solid. And, and, and see, seriously, man, it's like, I enjoy. Price is right more. Um, yeah, I, I do enjoy it more, but the consistency there, there is a little bit of consistency in knowing what you're going to get a wheel of fortune. When you tune in, you know, you're going to get that game. You might not get Plinko. Right. So if you're built up about, you know, you, there's times the price is right. can let you down. True. But, Truth be known, I like prices right better. But your vote is for the wheel. Simply because nobody could spin the wheel and say one dollar. Okay. When the wheel started putting on these all these little spots on the wheel that you could take off and put in front of your name and I don't get all that. Like, there's a million dollar spot on the wheel, but no one ever wins a million dollars. It's pretty incredible that. Do you know who I feel the worst for? Seriously, my heart aches and breaks when somebody wins this incredible trip in a car, and then the very next spin they get bankrupted. True. It's too much angst. That's a lot to bear. Well, and, and here's another thing about the wheel, too. When they started giving you letters in the final game, that's no good. Yeah, the, like Some of the skill went out the window when they give you R, S, T, L, N, and E. I mean, you should have to pick the letters, that you, and then you get to pick three more letters in a vowel. So why did they start doing that? Well, I, I don't I mean, know. I mean, it was mine before. There, there weren't enough people winning the final game. I don't know. People, I guess people just chose those letters anyway. So, hey, we're just going to give them to you. Choose some other letters. I don't know. I think they should make him choose X, Q, and, and U. Or, 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 Why? if you choose, it should be like Scrabble and they should assign point values to the letters. And if you choose some of those high point value letters, that's how much your, your winning should be multiplied by. So if I'm picking a 10 point Q and I get the puzzle right, then my winning should there be should multiplied be by 10. That. Yes, right. So, yeah, then there's another lupine diversion. Anyway, Brady says wheel. I say price is right. So, Savannah says wheel. Tani says price. Dennis says wheel of fortune over the chaos of the price <laughs> is right. It can't be chaotic. Lee Wilson, Wilson. Wheel down with commercialism. Three to one. Yes. Three no, to no. two. 
Not three to two. Now, wait a minute. I voted Price. Tanya voted Price. That's two. Howard's three. Wheel, 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 wheel. It's four to three right now. Two, four to three. Jim says Price is right. And four to four. Mom liming. Mom liming. Price is right. Tiebreaker, right? No, I think it's five to four. Price, price. Price, price, price. Your mom's vote was a tiebreaker. She made a 5-4, right? Yep. Yeah. So Price is right for the win. Yeah. With Linda Liming's vote. Spay and neuter your pets. Because my OCD won't allow me to have the letters going outside the box. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So now we are to the semifinals. The final four. Final four. On the left side of the bracket, batch game. Pressure luck. <sighs> I still like pressure luck better. I know I'm going to get trounced on this one, but I'm going pressure luck. Okay. So the cartoon whammies were funnier than the quasi-celebrities of the match game? When I was seven, yes. I I thought match game was hilarious when I was seven. I thought Charles Nelson Riley was drunk, and I didn't get it. He was drunk. (laughs) He absolutely was. (laughs) They all were. And Paul Lynn was doing the toot. (laughs) Yes. I don't know, Templeton. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I don't know if you knew this or not. And, and you mentioned drunk, so I, maybe you do. So Gene Rayburn lived in um, Massachusetts. He lived on uh, uh, Martha's Vineyard, I believe. Uh-huh. So he would go out to California to to rec- uh, record the shows, to tape the shows. And they would tape like six shows a day. Yeah. And they would do it on a weekend. So Saturday, Sunday, six shows each day. So every two weeks he would go and tape some shows. <laughs> so they would do three shows. They would have dinner and then they would do three more shows. The three shows after dinner, you could always tell which ones the ones after dinner were because they were much more funny because they were all drunk. <laughs> <laughs> that That's it's like common knowledge. Really? So, yeah. So I, I thought when you said that you knew that. But no, I did not. Yeah. So yeah, they were they were drunk. <laughs> Seriously. Well. Matter, matter of fact, they would give them alcohol. You'd see them drinking occasionally, sitting there in the chairs. They'd maybe giving them alcohol. So again, made it much more funny. But anyway, uh, you say pressure luck. I say match game. Now I would, back in the days before VCRs, I would record the audio of match game because I thought it was so funny. Seriously, love match game. All right, so I say match game, you say pressure luck, and Brady, you're right. I think you're going to get annihilated on this. Savannah match game, Mom Liming match game, Howard match game. Brett Summers was an old bitty. She would throw zingers at everybody. (laughs) Loved it. (laughs) Zingers, is that what they call them? Uh, Miss Wilson match game. What was in Charles Nelson Riley's pipe is the real question. (laughs) True. He hit it in his ascot. <laughs> his uh, kerchief. Jim, the kerchief, yes. His ascot. 
Cincinnati War Crew Chief. Uh, Jam with the match game, so I believe uh, the match game running away with it, running away. So we'll throw in the one seed here in the finals match game. All right, so here we go: the seven seed feud versus the six seed Price is Right, and we gotta get Dennis's vote in there, even folks as well. This is rough. This is tough. Um, I think I, 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 I'm flummoxed. Um, gosh, it would come down to the mood I was in when I was channel flipping. There was also on snow days or if you were homesick was the only time that you really got to see prices right. True. Because during the summer, we really weren't inside. Right. We would watch it occasionally, you know, but, but still. So the price is right. was kind of like, I don't want to say the forbidden fruit, but you didn't get it too often. But the fiat was on nightly to consume. Right. So, yeah, they had they had nighttime prices right every once in a while. Like they would do a syndicated prices right. Never took off. Never. Yeah, never I wonder why. Never, don't know. I think because Barker wasn't the host. Oh yeah, that's right. Who was? Well, they did it with Dennis James. He was the host once, and then they, I think maybe was it John Davidson that hosted nighttime prices right at one point? Maybe it wasn't. It wasn't Barker. Yeah, I think I think I'm leaning feud. Okay. Uh, I've already given my thoughts on both. Price is right. It's is tough for vote. me, though. Yeah, but again, I get back to the price is right. An institution, although yeah, really, I, I've I mean, changed my vote. I, as I think about it, I, I'm thinking about the things that annoy me about Family Feud, annoy me way worse than you know, except the one dollar thing. But that, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna count that. I think I go Price is Right. I've changed my mind. Okay, but I mean, Feud's been on a lot of years too. I'd say Feud's been on. I mean, not as many years as the price is right, but pretty close. Close. But price is right is my vote. So, looking at our audience, both of the Browns say feud. Dennis says feud. Miss Wilson says feud. Tony says feud. Jim says feud. Dang. I think both of us are going to get hammered, Brady. Howard says feud gives more chances for blatant stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> back, back to Jim. Uh, the price is wrong, Bob. <laughs> I don't think the word was Bob. <laughs> yeah, it was Bob. It was no, Bob, it was Bob Barker in the movie. That well, he's referring to. Uh, well, I, I'm I'm thinking about Happy Gilmore. Yeah, it was Bob Barker. I thought he said the price is wrong. Female dog. 
Yeah, he, he may have actually. Yeah. Meant, but he was talking to Bob Barker. Yes, he was talking to because he went, the price is wrong, female dog, and punched him. Because <laughs> uh, I couldn't believe they actually got him to say it. Yeah, true. Uh, so Mom Liming says price is right. Yeah. But you and I were soundly thrashed. It's thrilled. The feud. All right. So a lot of the backstories here in this particular matchup here. Well, almost put my screen. Yeah. Yeah, dad did get to watch in uh Price is right. Oh, was your dad a fan? Yeah, yeah. After retirement, he would watch some Price is Right. Yeah. Because um, he'd, he'd asked me multiple times, to think you can sink that putt? You can sink the putt <laughs> for the car? I don't know. Bob always sunk the putt. It was rigged. <laughs> rigged? Yeah, there was a small child or a little person underneath that green astroturf with a magnet, and they, they, would, they would crawl, they would guide it with the magnet right to the cup. It's a well-known fact. Bob was a good golfer. He was. He was. I'm not kidding. As, not, not as good as Happy Gilmore, but. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to be the person to know. Did Bob ever miss a putt? Yeah. Okay. Occasionally. All right. So here's the backstory of this particular matchup here. Oh. Match game. Richard Dawson was on the match game originally. Yeah. He went on to become the host of the feud. Family Feud was created based upon the super match of Match Game. That's what the huh. whole game is based on. So you remember the in the super match, the contestant would get up and they would have three answers that, and they got money for, you know, the highest answer or the one the most people said from the audience. So that's where they got the idea for Family Feud, and that's what they created that game from. And Richard Dawson was the host. So. Uh, Essentially, you could say Family Feud is a spinoff or sequel or whatever you want to call it of the match game. So, Brady, what do you think? Uh, feud. Feud. I'm going to go Fia, definitely. <clears throat> All right, so we're back again to <laughs> what is the best game or what is the best show? I guess you could say they're equally good games because one game came from the other. Yeah. Uh, Show-wise, thought match game was much funnier than the feud. True. However. However. I guess I have to qualify this with there were so many bad renditions of the match game after the classic match game. Yeah. It kind of sullied it a little bit. Tarnished its luster. Yeah. Uh, to the point of I didn't think you could replicate it. Although, like I said, Alec Baldwin came close. I don't think he fully replicated it. Um, Feud has had quite the staying power. And Steve Harvey has 
revived it quite a bit. I know it might be sacrilege, but Steve Harvey might have a leg up on Richard Dawson. Yeah, uh, and and it's funny because Steve Harvey, what I don't like as much about Drew Carey than Bob Barker, it's like the opposite with Richard Dawson and Steve Harvey. Like Steve Harvey's funny because he gets down in the muck with the contestants. Yeah. Whereas I don't like that about Drew Carey on The Price is Right. Uh, when Richard Dawson was literally trying to get down and dirty in tonsil box, <laughs> uh, the female contestants. But y'all look up his final, like, his, his last little speech he gave on the last episode he hosted of The Feud. Yeah. About how uh, people would send in letters that were kind of nasty and hateful because he was kissing contestants and he just he really cared about people and it, it, it was kind of kind of neat although i hear richard dawson it's uh says he was quite quite a nasty person to work with but uh that doesn't surprise me yeah because i've heard the same thing they they said that and i don't want to be smirched that but they said you would not find a meaner spirited human being than Paul Land. Yeah. Said that he was a not a nice person at all. Uh, had some mental issues, I believe. Yeah. So match game or feud, I, I guess just by I mean, just by this much. And I said earlier in the bracket I can't vote against the match game until now. Mm-hmm. I think if you're looking at institution-wise, you got to go with the feud, I think. I think so. All right. So we got feud from the Browns. So that's two votes. Uh, feud with Dawson. So Tawny qualifies her vote. Match game from Jim. Three to one. Miss Wilson says feud. Four to one. Dennis says match game. Four to two. Four to two. I believe feud. The seven seed, the son beats the father. Yes. Match game for the win. What? No. Family feud for the win. Check, check family feud. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Fiat for the win. Um, but this, uh, th- like I said, this these were not easy choices. Yeah. And when we complete one of these tournaments... Um, we also have to talk about the ones on the bubble that didn't make it. Right. You mentioned Tic Tac Duff. Yes. Um, I think Card Yarks. Correct. Card Sharks should have been on there. Yep. Um, it was an excellent one. Agreed. And, and then you could probably, many people would probably throw some modern ones like uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yep. Um, Oh, good gosh. What's the one with uh, Howie Mandel and the briefcases? Oh, um, that's terrible. Name flew right, of my, right out of my ear. I know, right, man? Oh, deal or no deal? Deal or no deal. There we go. There we yeah. go. There we go. And um, now I know this is... Not trendy or anything, but do you know what was a pretty darn good game? It was that Ellen DeGeneres game show where they would be doing wacky. Oh, yeah. That was funny. That that was good. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. It was quite good. What was the name of it? Um, 
I don't know. I I would like watch it whenever I happened upon it, but yeah, it, yeah. it wasn't like appointment TV for me. I didn't yeah, but, record but, it or but, anything. But but it was entertaining. It was good. It was well done. Was Al, well Alan's done. Alan's game of games or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and you you mentioned other ones. I, good lord, I wish I could remember what that one I was talking about earlier because there was like a bandit and a hooded executioner. And all these miscreants, like a Billy the Kid, like a, and they were villains. And you had to go through the whole gauntlet of villains, like you had to like progress yeah. through. Yeah, it it'll come to us later. But like you know, I I remember liking that one as a Ute. You are the weakest link. I forgot about the weakest link. Oh yeah, the weakest link. Uh trying to do a search and, and i again you're describing that show and you know exactly what i mean i i do i do and then like the big cutout characters if you defeated them they would like fold in half yeah like fall down right yeah but um no i i think uh tic-tac-toe and card sharks either one you you could have made this a um how many 12 they they would have been equally at home in this bracket of classics. Yeah. Agreed. So uh let me see. I'm I'm trying to like I said, I'm I'm trying to do a search on it and that aggravates me because I'm I'm gonna think of it. Yeah, well we might have to check back in with that one. Yeah, maybe we'll report back next week as to what that so, is. And speaking right. of next week. Yes. We have an announcement. We have an announcement. Go ahead. And then there were three again. So next week, our very own Todd Griffin is back on the air. Yep. Our our three-headed logo will have three heads once again. Even though it never lost its head true so um the three head the triumvirate of tomfoolery the trident of chicanery so be sure you tune back in next wednesday and you'll hear that with uh, mr griffin back with us the trinity of hilarity <laughs> right uh, yeah the three amigos howard that's right so yeah, tuned in next Wednesday, wow. seven o'clock. <laughs> yeah, <All> right. <laughs> with the pelvic thrust. Okay. Always with the pelvic thrust. Yeah. Anything else for the good of the order, Brady? I do not believe so. Um, just thank you all once again. Check us out. Um, I apologize for my uh, my uh, dragging my feet on posters we will be caught up i i eric pointed out my error and i i had a numerical mishap (laughs) and there had been a little bit of action around my home some sick children and such so um i'm going to get back on that horse and get those up there all right 
audio version of this podcast will drop at 3 a.m. on Friday. So uh, find it on 3 a.m. and I must be lonely. Uh, Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and the iHeartRadio app. Most anywhere you can find an audio podcast, you'll probably find us. Video-wise, there is the aforementioned Spotify, which now has video podcasts, which we put up uh, with all of our episodes back to 90-something we've done on video on Spotify. Uh, YouTube. Uh, search our YouTube channel, play it by your podcast, as well as our Twitch. Twitch, Twitch. Channel, play it by your podcast. Social media, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagrams. Um, okay, so I just got a text, Brady. Yes. Whew. Tom Kennedy. That's what Dennis Whew. West. That's, that's what, it. That's what Dennis West says the game is. That's it. That's it. All right, so now, now, now I'm all. I gotta find, gotta find a picture now. Gotta find a picture. And the and, and the picture I was painting is gonna be accurate. The gauntlet of villains. That's it. The villains in the gauntlet were from start to finish: <laughs> Alphonse the gangster, Bruno the headsman, Mister Van Lute Louse the landlord. Nero the Fiddler, <laughs> Count Nibbleneck the Vampire, <laughs> Frank and his little friend Stein, <laughs> Kid Rotten the Gunslinger, Jeremy Swash the Pirate, Dr. Derange the Mad Scientist, and Lucretia the Witch. Contestant won $100 for each villain passed or $25,000 for completing the gauntlet. How about that? How Thank about, you, Dennis West. Here, I, I have the. Uh, here's one of the. Oh, there you go. Yep. Yeah, now I'm, I, we're going to have to look up some old episodes of it to watch it because, like, um, I'm going to have to check it out. Uh, thank God that somebody came up with that. Like, Dennis and. Uh, how did you guys pull that out? Like, do you, did you remember it or did you Google machine it? I don't know. Now, now I've got to share my screen here. So I'll show you the the gauntlet of villains. Yeah. Uh, pull it up. 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 There we go. There we here go. We, yeah, baby, that's it. Uh-huh. I remember the hood of the executioner the most. Yeah. But I don't see him on there. I don't think I ever watched this one. Gotta be honest, this looks like a little bit more modern iteration. But I could be wrong. Well, could be. I don't know. Like I said, I don't, I don't think I ever watched that one. Um, Tom Kennedy, which we talked about earlier. Tom Kennedy, not his real name, his stage name. Yeah. James Nars. Nars. Brother of Jack is his real name. <laughs> is that on Run DMC? <laughs> James and Nars, brother, brother of, of Jack. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't know rap. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Uh, interact with us via email admin at playbyyearpodcast.com. Leave a voice message. You can click a link at your podcast provider audio side. If you have the iHeartRadio app, you can click the microphone, the talkback feature. You can leave us a voice message. Talkback. Talkback. Thank you, Dennis, for that. All right. Anything else? All good. All righty. Well, then take us out. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Play It By Ear podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod 2, and our website at anchor.fm backslash Play It By Ear podcast. Thanks again, and join us next time as we play it by ear.